Welcome to the Word Bible Study with Pastor Dan and the family. Good morning, everybody. Good morning, everybody. How is everybody doing today? Great. Yeah. Are you guys ready to go to the book of Revelations? Yes. This is the last book in the New Testament, guys. Awesome. And this is really cool. This is John is given a vision of heaven and the future to come and all kinds of cool stuff. I got a question. Yeah. What's after the New Testament? <laughs> what we're doing today. The Old Testament. Our church right now. But we are going to go to the Old Testament. You're right, Vic. So when we're done with the New Testament, we're going to jump back into the Old Testament, go through the whole Old Testament. But we wanted to go through the New Testament first because that tells us how we're supposed to live today, right? Mm-hmm. We're under the New Covenant. So let's jump into the book of Revelations. You guys ready? Yeah. All right. Chapter 1, verse number 1. This is a revelation from Jesus Christ, which God gave him to show his servants the events that must soon take place. So he's, he's telling us that he's going to tell us the future in this book, right? Nice. Yeah. yeah. He sent an angel to present this revelation to his servant, John, who faithfully reported everything he saw. This is his report of the word of God and the testimony of Jesus Christ. God blesses the ones who read the words of this prophecy to the church, and he blesses all who listen to its message and obey what it says, for the time is near. You guys hear that? Mm-hmm. You yes. guys get a blessing just for me reading this. I get a blessing, and just by you guys listening to it, you get a blessing. Nice. If you obey it, of course, but that's what we're going to do. But that's awesome, guys. So let's keep going. This letter is from John to the seven churches in the province of Asia. Grace and peace to you from the one who is, the one who was, and who is still to come. From the sevenfold spirit before his throne, and from Jesus Christ. He is the faithful witness to these things, the first to rise from the dead, and the ruler of all the kings of the world. All glory to him who loves us and has freed us from our sins by shedding his blood for us. He has made us a kingdom of priests for God his Father. All glory and power to him forever and ever. Amen. Look, he comes with the clouds of heaven, and everyone will see him, even those who pierced him, and all the nations of the world will mourn for him. Yes, amen. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end, says the Lord God. I am the one who is, the one who was, and who is still to come, the Almighty One. Isn't that awesome, guys? Yeah. We serve an Almighty God. Yeah. And that this, so this is God talking. A lot of this book is God talking. So let's let's pay attention to it. I, John. Am your brother and your partner in suffering and in God's kingdom and in the patient endurance to which Jesus calls us. I was exiled to the island of Potamos for preaching the word of God and for my testimony about Jesus. It was the Lord's day and I was worshiping in the spirit and suddenly I heard behind me a loud voice like a trumpet blast. It said, write in a book everything you see and send it to the seven churches in the cities of Emphasis, Samaria, Capernaum, Thyatira, Sardis, Philadelphia, and Laodicea. 
When I turned to see who was speaking to me, I saw seven gold lampstands. And standing in the middle of the lampstands was someone like the Son of Man. He was wearing a long robe with a gold sash around his chest. So he's describing to us what God looks like here. This is Jesus, right? Mm-hmm. Listen. He was wearing a long robe with a gold sash across his chest. His head and his hair were white like wool. Isn't that cool, guys? Yeah. As white as snow, and his eyes were like flames of fire. His feet were like brolished, brolished, polished bronze, refined in a furnace, and his voice thundered like mighty ocean waves. Isn't that cool, guys? Yeah. That's our God. He is powerful. Yeah. He held seven stars in his right hand, and a sharp two-edged sword came from his mouth, and his face was like the sun in all its brilliance. When I saw him, I fell at his feet as if I was dead. But he laid his right hand on me and said, Don't be afraid. I am the first and the last. I am the living one. I died, but look, I am alive forever and ever. I hold the keys to death and the grave. Write down what you have seen, both the things that are happening now and the things that will happen. This is the meaning of the mystery of the seven stars you saw in my right hand and the seven gold lampstands. The seven stars are the angels of the seven churches, and the seven lampstands are the seven churches. That's the end of chapter one, guys. So we're going to jump right into chapter two because he picks up right where he left off. Write this letter to the angel of the church of Ephesus. This is the message from the one who holds the seven stars in his right hand, the one who walks among the seven gold lampstands. I know all the things you do. I have seen your hard work and your patient endurance. I know you don't tolerate evil people. You have examined the claims of those who say they are apostles but are not. You have discovered they are liars. You are patiently suffering with me without quitting. So this is God writing to all the seven churches that Paul started. You guys get that? Paul went on a missionary, started these seven churches. Now God is kind of writing them a letter back, kind of giving them a report card on how they're doing. So he says here, but I have this complaint against you. You don't love me or each other as you first did. Look how far you have fallen. Turn back to me and do the works you did at first. If you don't repent, I will come and remove your lampstand from its place among the churches. But this is in your favor. You hate the evil deeds of the Nicolaitans, just as I do. Anyone with ears to hear must listen to the Spirit and understand what he is saying to the churches. To everyone who is victorious, I will give fruit from the tree of life in the paradise of God. That's what I want, guys. Don't you guys want some of that fruit? Yes. Yeah. Write this letter to the angel in the church of Samaria. This is the message from the one who is the first and the last and who was dead but is now alive. I know about your suffering and your poverty, but you are rich I know the blasphemy of those among you. They say they are Jews, but they are not, because their synagogue belongs to Satan. Don't be afraid of what you are about to suffer. 
The devil will throw some of you into prison to test you. You will suffer for 10 days. But if you remain faithful, even when facing death, I will give you the crown of life. Who wants a crown in this room? Me. Yeah, we got to keep going even when we're suffering, right? Anyone with ears to hear must listen to the spirit and understand what he is saying to the churches. Whoever is victorious will not be harmed by the second death. That's good, guys. So we're going to go through one death, but we don't have to die again, right? Mm-hmm. Write this letter to the angel in the church of Pergamum. This is the message from the one with the sharp two-edged sword. I know that you live in the city where Satan has his throne, yet you have remained loyal to me. You refused to deny me even when Antipas, my faithful witness, was martyred among you there in Satan's city. But I have a few complaints against you. You tolerate some among you whose teaching is like that of Balaam, who showed Balak how to trip up the people of Israel. He taught them to sin by eating food offered to idols and by committing sexual sin. In a similar way, you have some Nicolaitans among you who follow the same teachings. Repent from your sin, or I will come to you suddenly and fight against them with the sword of my mouth. Anyone with ears to hear must listen to the Spirit and understand what he is saying to the churches. To everyone who is victorious, I will give some of the manna that has been hidden away in heaven. And I will give to each one a white stone. And on the stone will be engraved a new name that no one understands except the one who receives it. Write this letter to the angel in the church of Thyatira. This is the message from the Son of God, whose eyes are like flames of fire, whose feet are like polished bronze. I know all the things you do. I've seen your love, your faith, your service, and your patient endurance. And I can see your constant improvement in all these things. But I have this complaint against you. You are permitting that woman, that Jezebel, who calls herself a prophet, to lead my servants astray. She teaches them to commit sexual sin and to eat foods offered to idols. I gave her time to repent, but she does not want to turn away from her immorality. Therefore, I will throw her on a bed of suffering, and those who commit adultery with her will suffer greatly unless they repent and turn away from her evil deeds. I will strike her children dead. Then all the church will know that I am the one who searches out the thoughts and intentions of every person, and I will give to each of you whatever you desire. But I also have a message for the rest of you in Thyatira. Who have not followed the false teaching deeper truths as they call them depths of satan actually i will ask nothing more of you except that you hold tightly to what you have until i come to all who are victorious who obey me to the very end to them i will give authority over all the nations they will rule the nations with an iron rod and smash them like clay pots They will have the same authority I received from my Father, and I will also give them the morning star. Anyone with ears to hear must listen to the Spirit 
and understand what he is saying to the churches. Chapter number three, guys. Nice. Yeah, we're getting through it, guys. Write this letter to the angel of the church of Sardis. This is a message from the one who has the sevenfold spirit of God and the seven stars. I know all the things you do and that you have a reputation of being alive, but you are dead. Wake up. Strengthen what little remains, for even what is left is almost dead. I find that your actions do not meet the requirements of my God. Go back to what you heard and believed at first. Hold to it firmly. Repent and turn to me again. If you don't wake up, I will come to you suddenly, as unexpected as a thief. Yet there are some in the church in Sardis who have not soiled their clothes with evil. They will walk with me in white, for they are worthy. All who are victorious will be clothed in white. I will never erase their names from the book of life, but I will announce before my Father and his angels that they are mine. Anyone with ears to hear must listen to the Spirit and understand what he is saying to the churches. Write this letter to the angel of the church of Philadelphia. This is the message from the one who is holy and true, the one who has the key of David. What he opens, no one can close, and what he closes, no one can open. I know all the things you do. I have opened a door for you that no one can close. You have little strength, yet you obeyed my word and did not deny me. Look, I will force those who belong to Satan's synagogue. Those liars who say they are Jews but are not to come and bow down at your feet. They will acknowledge that you are the ones I love because you have obeyed my command to preserve and I will protect you from the great time of testing that will come upon the whole world to test those who belong to this world. I am coming soon. Hold on to what you have so that no one will take away your crown. All who are victorious will become pillars in the temple of God and they will never have to leave it. And I will write on them the name of my God, and they will be citizens in the city of my God, the new Jerusalem that comes down from heaven from my God. And I will also write on them my new name. Anyone with ears to hear must listen to the Spirit and understand what he is saying to the churches. Write this letter to the angel in the church of Laodicea. This is the message from the one who is the Amen, the faithful and true witness, the beginning of God's new creation. I know all the things you do, that you are neither hot nor cold. I wish you were one or the other, but since you are like lukewarm water, neither hot nor cold, I will spew you out of my mouth. You say I am rich, I have everything I want, I don't need a thing, and you don't realize that you are wretched and miserable and poor and blind and naked. So I advise you to buy gold from me, gold that has been purified by fire. Then you will be rich, also buy white garments from me, so you will not be ashamed by your nakedness, and ointment for your eyes so you will be able to see. 
I correct and discipline everyone I love. So be diligent and turn from your indifference. Look, I stand at the door and knock. If you hear my voice and open the door, I will come in and we will share a meal together as friends. Man, I'd love to have Jesus come in and share a meal with us. Right, guys? Yes. Yeah, we're getting the girl some food. He's more than welcome. Those who are victorious will sit with me on my throne just as I was victorious and sat with my father on his throne. Anyone with ears to hear must listen to the Spirit and understand what he is saying to the churches. Chapter number four, guys. Yes. This one's going to teach us about worship in heaven. Yeah, we're going to see what they worship like when they're in heaven. Then I looked and I saw a door standing open in heaven. And the same voice I had heard before spoke to me like a trumpet blast. The voice said, come up here and I will show you what must happen after this. And instantly I was in the spirit and I saw a throne in heaven and someone sitting on it. The one sitting on the throne was as brilliant as gemstones, like jasper and carnelian. The glow of the emerald circled his throne like a rainbow. Twenty-four thrones surrounded him, and twenty-four elders sat on them. They were all clothed in white and had gold crowns on their head. From the throne came flashes of lightning and rumble of thunder. And in front of the throne were seven torches with burning flames. This is the sevenfold spirit of God. In front of the throne was a a shiny sea of glass, sparkling like crystal. In the center and around the throne were four living beings. Listen to this. Each covered their eyes front and back. The first of these living beings was like a lion. And the second was like an ox. And the third had a human face. And the fourth was like an eagle in flight. Each of these living beings had six wings. And their wings were covered all over with eyes. Isn't that cool? Yeah. Yeah, that's really cool. So they all had six wings and they had eyes all over their wings. And they had four faces. They had a... One was the one of a lion, one was an of an ox, a human, an and an eagle. A miracle. <laughs> Inside and out, day after day, and night after night, they kept saying, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God, the Almighty, the one who always was, who is, and who is still to come. Whenever the living beings gave glory and honor and thanks to the one sitting on the throne, the one who lives forever and ever, the 24 elders fell down and worshiped the one sitting on the throne, the one who lives forever and ever. And they lay their crowns before the throne and say, You are worthy, O Lord, our God, to receive glory and honor and power. For you created all things, and they exist because you created all what you pleased chapter number five then i saw a scroll in the right hand of the one who was sitting on the throne there was writing on the inside and the outside of the scroll and it was sealed with seven seals and i saw a strong angel 
who shouted with a loud voice, Who is worthy to break the seal and open it? But no one in heaven or on earth or under the earth was able to open the scroll and read it. Then I began to weep bitterly because no one was found worthy to open the scroll and read it. But one of the twenty-four elders said to me, Stop weeping. Look, the lion of the tribe of Judah, the heir to David's throne, has won the victory. He is worthy to open the scroll and its seven seals. Then I saw the lamb that looked as if it had been slaughtered, but it was now standing between the throne and the four living beings and among the twenty-four elders. He had seven horns and seven eyes, which represented the sevenfold Spirit of God that is sent out into every part of the earth. He stepped forward and took the scroll from the right hand of the one sitting on the throne. And when he took the scroll, the four living beings and the twenty-four elders fell down before the Lamb. Each one had a harp, and they held gold bowls filled with incense. Each are the prayers of God's people. And they sang a new song with these words, You are worthy to take the scroll and break its seals and open it. For you were slaughtered, and your blood has ransomed people for God from every tribe and language and people and nation. And you have caused them to become a kingdom of priests for God, and they will reign on the earth. Then I looked again, and I heard a voice of thousands and millions of angels around the throne and of the living beings and elders. And they sang in a mighty chorus, Worthy is the Lamb who was slaughtered to receive power and riches and wisdom and strength and honor and glory and blessings. And then I heard every creature in heaven and on earth and under earth and in the sea, and they sang, Blessings and honor and glory and power belong to the one sitting on the throne and to the Lamb forever and ever. And the four living beings said, Amen, and the twenty-four elders fell down and worshipped the Lamb. This is cool, isn't it, guys? Yeah, it's giving us a glimpse of what it's going to be like in heaven. So let's move on to chapter number six. As I watched, the Lamb broke the first of the seven seals on the scroll. Then I heard one of the four living beings say with a voice like thunder, Come. I looked up and saw a white horse standing there. Its rider carried a bow, and a crown was placed on his head. He rode out to win many battles and gain the victory. When the Lamb broke the second seal, I heard a second living being say, Come. Then another horse appeared, a red one. Its rider was given a mighty sword and the authority to take peace from the earth, and there was war and slaughter everywhere. When the Lamb broke the third seal, I heard the third living being say, Come, and I looked up and saw a black horse, and its rider was holding a pair of scales in his hand. And I heard a voice from among the four living beings say, A loaf of wheat bread and three loaves of barley will cost a day's wage, and don't waste the olive oil and wine. When the Lamb broke the fourth seal, I heard the fourth living being say, Come, and I looked up and saw a horse whose color was pale green, and its rider was named Death. 
and his companion was the grave. These two were given authority over one-fourth of the earth to kill with the sword and famine and disease and wild animals. When the lamb broke the fifth seal, I saw under the altar the souls of all who had been martyred for the word of God and for being faithful in their testimony. They shouted to the Lord and said, O sovereign Lord, holy and true, how long before you judge the people who belong to this world and avenge our blood for what they have done to us? Then a white robe was given to each of them, and they were told to rest a little longer until the full number of their brothers and sisters, their fellow servants of Jesus, who were to be martyred, had joined them. I watched as the Lamb broke the sixth seal, and there was a great earthquake, and the sun became as dark as black cloth, and the moon became as red as blood. Then the stars in the sky fell to the earth like green figs falling from a tree, shaken by a strong wind. The sky was rolled up like a scroll, and all of the mountains and islands were moved from their places. Then everyone, the kings of the earth, the rulers, the generals, the wealthy, the powerful, and every slave and free person all hid themselves in the caves and among the rocks of the mountains. And they cried to the mountains and the rocks, Fall on us and hide us from the face of the one who sits on the throne and from the wrath of the Lamb. For the great day of their wrath has come. And who is able to survive? That's good, guys, isn't that? Yeah. It's yeah. powerful. It shows so us powerful. when God switches in the judgment, we want to make sure we're on the right side of that, right? Right. Yeah. Because he is powerful and scary, and we should live in fear of him. Yes. Chapter number seven. This is going to be our last one today, too, and we'll wrap it up after this. We'll end with prayer, our favorite thing. Then I saw four angels standing on the four corners of the earth, holding back the four winds, so they did not blow on the earth or the sea, or even on any tree. And I saw another angel coming up from the east, carrying the seal of the living God. And he shouted to the four angels, who had been given power to harm land and sea, Wait, don't harm the land or the sea or the trees until we have placed the seal of God on the foreheads of his servants. And I heard how many were marked with the seal of God. 144,000 were sealed from all the tribes of Israel. 12,000 from Judah, 12,000 from Reuben, 12,000 from Gad, Asher, Naphtali, Manasseh, Simeon, Levi, Issachar, Zebulun, Joseph, and Benjamin. After I saw a vast crowd, too great to count, from every nation and tribe and people and language, standing in front of the throne and before the Lamb, they were clothed with white robes and held palm branches in their hands, and they were shouting with a great roar, Salvation comes from our God, who sits on the throne and from the Lamb. And all the angels were standing around the throne and around the elders and the four living beings. And they fell before the throne with their faces to the ground and worshiped God. They sang, Amen, blessings and glory and wisdom and thanksgiving and honor and power and strength belong to our God forever and ever. Amen. Then one of the 24 elders asked me, Who are these who are clothed in white? Where did they come from? 
And I said to him, Sir, you are the one who knows. And he said to me, These are the ones who died in the great tribulation. They have washed their robes in the blood of the Lamb and made them white. That is why they stand in front of God's throne and serve him day and night in his temple. And he who sits on the throne will give them shelter. They will never again be hungry or thirsty. They will never be scorched by the heat of the sun. For the Lamb of the throne will be their shepherd. He will lead them to springs of life-giving water. And God will wipe away every tear from their eye. That's the end of it, guys. Isn't that awesome? Yeah. I mean, I don't want to go through the tribulation, but if I do, I want to be one of those guys, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. You guys ready? Yeah. yeah. All right, everybody listening, pray along with us. This is the best thing we get to do on earth is pray and talk to the God who created everything. (coughs) So let's do that right now. Close your eyes and bow your head. In Jesus' name, thank you, Lord, for spending this time with us and allowing us to open your book of revelations today, God. Let the blessing stand on everyone who hears this today and, and of course, everyone who reads along with me, Lord, that your word will be true, God. For you are the only God who predicts the future and tells us the things that will come before they happen, Lord. We want to acknowledge how wonderful and powerful you are today, God. That you will let your presence be known to everybody who hears this Bible study and everybody listening with us. We worship you, God. We praise you. We ask you to bless the lives of everyone. And in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. And until next time, I hope God's presence is heavy and thick on everyone listening. We'll be with you guys soon. Right, guys? Amen. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. God bless.